Let's go Gamecocks. Sun Devils making a huge comeback. Welcome listeners to northeastvalleynews.org. You are listening to Four Down Territory. It is Tuesday, October 11th. James Mackey is backy. Pardon back. me, pardon me for being on assignment last week. Uh, we were working our fall fall league uh, stuff, which by the yeah. way, you should read an on the website. Yeah, yeah, check out yeah. the website. It's on there. Come on yeah. down. We we don't hurt. We don't bite. Preston Grace. Hello. How are you today, Preston? I'm good. How about you? Great. I'm hanging in there. Jared Heath is here. I already know who it is. Two-time All-State high school punter, <laughs> kicker. <laughs> who else would it be? Jason Cousineau is back for more. It's all favorite host. <laughs> Everyone's favorite co-host, Jason I, Cousineau. I challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. If you've listened to the show before, we always start out, well, not always, but we generally start out with either a penalty box or a shout out. Today will be no different. I'm going to start out with myself. I've had this uh, penalty box segment for a whole entire week. I got this one on Tuesday afternoon, evening when I was riding my bike home. As protecting myself uh, from the sun's destructive rays, I had sleeves a hat, sunglasses, and a neck gaiter on to keep my face from burning off. I'm riding home on the sidewalk, minding my own business. There's a bicycler coming towards me. Just before he gets to me, cups his hands around his mouth and shouts as loud as he possibly can, take off your mask, you blankety blank, 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 blank. I guess he obviously didn't understand that I was trying to keep my face from burning off. I think he thought I was afraid of COVID, even though I was riding my bicycle outdoors with nobody else around. But I really wasn't. I was just trying to keep my face from getting cancer. So anyway, for the complete and utter idiot and stupid person that screamed at me in public on the sidewalk, you're in the penalty box. James, who do you have for a penalty box? The college football playoff committee. I told Jared two weeks ago Clemson was going to get knocked in after the NC State victory on national television. And then it took them an extra two weeks to do it when Michigan played a really good um, Big Ten matchup and they got knocked into five instead of staying in four. So the, 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 the committee's on my, my hit list and they're in the box this week. Great. We'll talk about more about that during second down. Preston? I'm going to put Devontae Adams into the Thank you box. for doing that. What you are know, you putting him in there for? He, he, he got ejected from the game. And a, uh, as he's going back to the locker room, a cameraman sort of got in his way. I don't even think it was a cameraman. I think it, it was, was just a, some kid a, with a, no, with a piece was, of equipment. It was a sound guy, I believe. Sound guy. An innocent sound guy gets shoved to the floor. Gets, he pushed him down. He physically pushed him. Yes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and he apparently he had to stay in the, the night in the hospital. Yeah, the guy got hurt. The guy was injured. Yeah. So uh, It's not Devante, very nice. That's, you can't do that. No, get in the box. You can't push people down. That's ridiculous. Jared, I put Astros reliever Phil Matt Matin or Maton Maton Maton. So uh, he's a quality reliever who's a key piece of their pitching, uh, their bullpen. And after his last outing before the playoffs started, he didn't have too great of an outing. He went back in the locker room and punched a locker, and has fractured his fifth metacarpal in his right pinky finger. Mm, that happened which, to someone last year too, which has uh, sidelined him for the remaining of the postseason. What an idiot, Jason. I'm going to give a shout-out to the new manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, Rob Thompson. He's already 3-0 and in his playoff career as the new manager, and he's just looking to bring back Philly baseball that one, everybody's been one waiting One day for. he'll stop talking about Philly 
<laughs> after the season's over, probably. No, after they win the World Series. All right, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to get into the big part of the show. Welcome back to Fort Island Territory. You're listening to Northeast Valley News' flagship sports podcast. Oli Lofton, Jason Cousino, Jared Heath, Preston Grace, no Alex Keeler. We think he might have driven to Texas to watch the Mariners game. We're not a thousand percent sure. Probably not. Uh, and I guess me, I'm here too. I'm back. Uh, James Mackey. Is, Way is to go, here. James Mackey. Thanks for being here with us today. You stop it. You, and, thanks you, you, for you bringing, and thanks for bringing the show back in. Anytime. <clears throat> Who filled in for you last week? Jason? It was me. Yeah. Oh, it's Preston? I, Way I to go, Preston. Subpar. Well, he did a fine job. <laughs> I his thought first, it was good. His first try. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, mine was. It's better than when I did it. <laughs> We're going to get right into the big part of the show, which is what I promised. For those of you who are new listeners, this is Four Down Territory. We talk about four different topics. And when we change the topic, we do so by changing the down in the voice of former NFL referee Red Cashin. Rest in peace. First down! First down is NFL football. Preston Grace is going to be in charge of this one. Yes, I'm just going to get right into it. First game we're going to talk about is going to be the Patriots and the Lions. The Lions got shut out after I praised their great offense last week. Bailey Zapp looked really good. The question I'm going to ask you guys is going to be, is Bailey Zapp going to be better than we thought, or was it just because of a bad Lions defense? I think Bailey Zapp is the real deal. I was trying to say it last week uh, when we were talking about this matchup that he had a great senior year in college at Western Kentucky, had over 5,000 yards, over 50 touchdowns. He's 62. They called him the Joe Burrow 2.0 for a reason, and he showed that last week against the Lions. He actually broke the record for most touchdown passes for a single season in the college FBS I think Western he's Kentucky. So, yeah. I think he's right for the Patriots. I don't think Brian Hoyer's yep. ever really been the, the option for backup. Yeah. I think that was a great draft pick, and, and I, I like him. I think he's good. All right, moving on to the next game. We're going to talk about the Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Rush is looking like that guy, and the Rams are not. They're looking like Super Bowl chumps. Is it time to panic as a Rams fan? I'd say yes. You brought in good receivers to come in and also fill other roles, like Allen Robinson, a former Bear, a who's done really just he's done nothing. So, really, you got to worry about what's the play calling doing, not throwing to a receiver who was considered top 15 at one point and is now not getting any targets, if any, yeah. at all. Trade for him just to not throw it to him? Exactly. Allen Robinson on the Rams is what Devontae Adams is on the Raiders, by the way, just in case <laughs> anyone forgot about that. I'm starting to worry about that defense. They did I bring agree. in Bobby Wagner. Jalen Ramsey's starting to look slow. I think they just got a lot to work on right now. Yeah. Speaking of Bobby Wagner, did you see that that guy press charges against him for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get, so on yeah. yeah get on the up. field, you got to expect to get hit. The Rams, I think their biggest problem is that they are extremely one-dimensional now. Their running game has been horrible for the last couple of years. They haven't had anybody that stands out in the backfield, and the only real productive receiver that they have on the squad right now is Cooper Cup. So if you can figure out how to cover Cooper Cup, I don't think they have anything else other than that. Yeah. So I think they're just they're too one-dimensional. Going to our third game, we're going to talk about the Giants versus the Packers in London. Daniel Jones did not throw for a touchdown, but he has been looking a lot better than we thought he would. He won the, the QB matchup versus James Mackey's favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. 
The question is, are the Giants a real playoff team? I don't care. Saquon Barkley's healthy, and he's getting me fantasy points. Yeah, Saquon, I will say this. Saquon, <laughs> if he stays consistent, even if he, his numbers drop after this, if he stays healthy, he's going to win Comeback Player of the Year by far. And they said I was a fool. <laughs> they said I was a fool. But yeah, yeah we did. I really like how Dable's taken uh, a hold of this team. I don't think they're a serious playoff contender, though, because of their division. The Saquon show only lasts for so long, as we see every year. I really just need... Kenny Galladay or yes. any of those receivers to just start doing something to help Daniel Jones, Tony. get him some help, and something. I think then they could maybe make a maybe make a playoff push. Yeah, is it a? Do you think it's a trouble with the receivers, or do you? Th- uh, I, mean, I mean, Daniel Jones seems yeah. okay. He seems like just good enough. I just I, don't understand why they can't. Why that receiving core is not able to produce. Daniel Jones is underrated. He's like sneaky fast. Like he doesn't look fast, but when he's running, he's actually a lot faster than people think. I think he had one of the top sprint speeds last. He did. Season. He did. <laughs> and, and that Tumble. horrible, and horrible fall. Tumble. Colts versus the Broncos on prime time. One of the worst prime time games ever. <laughs> the Broncos go touchdownless yet again. Matter of fact, nobody scored a touchdown in that game. But the Broncos defense has kept them in games. The question to you guys is, what happened to Russ? If I was a Broncos fan in this game, I would have been drinking to forget instead of drinking to celebrate touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I just think the hype for Russ was too much. Uh, yeah. the, the trade uh, the trade away from the Broncos kind of shows that it, or from the Seahawks shows that it wasn't the Seahawks' fault. Maybe it was his fault. $245 million they paid him. Yeah. Should have paid their punter or kicker that apparently. Jeez. Shout out to Eli Manning. Um, <laughs> look, here's the thing. I'm a special teams guy. And even I was getting bored of that game. I turned it off at halftime, turned it back on a little bit, back and forth. But I, I saw enough to see that as the game was going into overtime, 9-9, to Broncos fans, the home team, were leaving because it was such a bad game. You never want to have that atmosphere, so they really got to figure it out. I don't know what that means in terms of possibly making a trade since their best running back is now out for the season. What happened to Russ? I think he just got in his own head too much. That's what I think happened. Broncos country is riding, riding their cars back to their houses because <laughs> they shouldn't have spent that Bron- money on those tickets. Broncos country, yeah. let's cry. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> let's cry. I don't think Russell Wilson is the answer there. Broncos unfortunately. fans hate us right now. <laughs> we put a bunch of money into Colorado it, but fans I don't already have enough beef with me. Second <laughs> down. Second down is N C A A football. As per usual, we're going to start out with tipping the tea cart. Now, I'm especially happy this week during tipping the tea cart because two of my favorite teams that I always root for that very rarely win, the real USC, University of South Carolina, (laughs) and our ASU Sun Devils both won this week, and they both beat ranked teams. Let's get into it for tipping the tea cart. As I mentioned before, Arizona State University went in and defeated number 21 Washington 45-38. to 38. What? Yes, what sir. a score. There was a Hail Mary on the last play to decide the game. That's how close it was. South Carolina, <laughs> the University of South Carolina, went in and defeated number 13 Kentucky 24-14. to 14. This was amazing. South Carolina running back Marshawn Lloyd rushed 22 times for 110 yards and a touchdown. He was really, they won this game on the ground. Number 18, UCLA, who I guess is for real, defeated number 11, Utah, who I guess was not for real, 
42 to 35, another high scoring game. UCLA quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson threw for four touchdowns, and UCLA running back Zach Charbonneau ran for nearly 200 yards and a touchdown. Little back on uh, Charbonneau, he transferred there from Michigan. Really? Interesting. Unfortunately. Notre Dame, we talked about this game in uh, our games to watch for last week. Notre Dame defeated number 16, BYU, 28-20. to Notre Dame backup quarterback Drew Pine seems to be fitting into the system nicely. He was 22 for 28 with three touchdowns. Don't, Pretty remarkable stuff. Yeah. Don't care. From cool their uniforms. backup. Don't they care. Had, cool uniforms. Yeah, they had cool. <laughs> both teams had great <laughs> uniforms. I'll say that. The uh, the game that should have been really good last week that was absolutely horrible was the Red River Showdown, which is usually really exciting, and that was a big blowout, 49 to nothing, Texas. Womp womp. For the next part of the NCAA segment, we are going to play a game called Puzzled? In this game, we are each one of us who wants to is going to choose a team that is either unranked and we feel should be ranked or is ranked and we feel ranked in the wrong place. I'm going to start out with Syracuse at number 18. I was going through the top 25 and I came across Syracuse and I couldn't hardly believe it. Granted, they are undefeated. And they are number two in the ACC behind Clemson. But they've beat UConn and Wagner easily. They struggled against Purdue, 32-29. And Virginia, they only beat by two points. I just don't think that the Q's belongs in there at number 18. And it's going to get sussed out pretty soon. Uh, Their next game is number 15, NC State. And then they have to go up against Clemson, followed by Notre Dame. So... We're going to see if they're really if they really belong or not. Anybody else see a team that they're a little bit skeptical about? I miss misspoke earlier during my my penalty box. It was two weeks ago against after the Wake Forest game. That was really exciting to watch. That Clemson I claimed would be number four. I think they're too high, and I mean that. Who Clemson? I think Clemson is too oh, okay. high. I think five was a good spot for them. Um, if you look at it, the teams they've played so far in the ACC, haven't really been anyone that you could like be you know look at it and be like, wow, like that's a big win. Sure, NC State was a top ten team at the time, but. To me, it just doesn't ring as like, hey, you know, this is this is the peak victory of our season. And frankly, Wake Forest plays better than a number 21 team. They were just su- superiorly underranked. Um, they beat Boston College by 28 this weekend, only allowing a field goal. And that's what bumped them into the top five or the top four. Sorry. It just doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, Michigan's been playing great football since the beginning of the year. Sure, I have an extreme bias towards them, but I just think at this point in time, Michigan losing that top four spot because of a close game with a good Indiana team. Right, Indiana's unranked, though, too. I mean, they're just, a decent yeah, team, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. Who else has a team that they don't feel is ranked correctly? I have a team, and I take no pleasure in doing this because I like this team. Going with the uh, Illinois Fighting Illini football team. My dad went to school there. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of family that went there. They're ranked 24th. They're 5-1, and one, but look, let's be honest. They haven't played anyone very good. Their big wins include against Wisconsin, Chattanooga, and Virginia, all teams who are like mm-hmm. taking a step back this year. And their last game, they only won 6-9 to nine on, a, uh, un- on an unranked Iowa team that is almost like at this year seems like the joke of the Big Ten. So I really don't understand how you only score nine points in a game and, and get ranked top 25. I really don't think they should be ranked, but I like their quarterback, DeVito. He seems okay, but they really shouldn't be ranked. 
Yeah, good call on them, probably. Sorry, Dad. And his status for next week is up in the air, by the I way. I know. I don't feel that this team should necessarily be ranked lower or higher, but I think two teams that should switch rankings are UCLA at 11 and USC at 7. I think they should Ooh. flip-flop it. I've been watching both teams, UCLA and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback. He's having an unbelievable year. Just had a big win against Utah. And then I look at USC, and I see them with all these new additions with Lincoln, with Caleb. They're really still in these close games with some of these bottom-tier Pac-12 teams. And I just I don't see them as this top top 10 team that everybody's I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised something hasn't happened to derail USC yet but maybe it's coaching who knows give it a week yep just a short slate of games that uh, we should watch for during week seven uh, number five Miss Michigan uh, Mackey is going to take on number 10 Penn State this is maybe where the rubber is going to hit the road here midseason uh, number three Alabama thank goodness they're not number one anymore uh, is going to go against number six Tennessee. That's, Get ready. That's game of the week. Get that's ready for something week, to happen hour. there. Something's got to give. Number eight Oklahoma State is going to take on number thirteen TCU. That's going to be a great game. Third down. Third down today is going to be Jared Heath, and he's going to do a special teams report. Kick it off. <laughs> All right. So listen, here's the thing with special teams report. I've decided to do this segment because I've noticed that. These are the unsung heroes of the NFL. Punters are people, too. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Yes! So, I've decided for this was every week, I've decided to name my best punter and best kicker for the week, for the this past week that the NFL. Matt uh, Amendola. Hosted. He is not in there. Don't you dare mention that I will that tell name. you he is not in there, but shouts out to him. I hope he, re- I hope he you know. I hope he recovers from his embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. feel bad for him whatsoever. Um, along with that, I've decided to start ranking my top five kickers in the nfl according to me that will probably end up being changed a lot over the course of the season so my best punter this week was the was ryan stonehouse what a name plays for the titans he had eight punts 416 yards people averaged of 52 yards per punt which is not an easy thing to do in four of those eight punts so 50 percent of those punts were inside the 20 talk about a guy who really can change a game i mean seriously he he held them back. He pinned it. He was he was out there hitting shots. My best kicker, actually, I had to change it. Originally, I had the soon-to-be GOAT, Justin Tucker. But after what I saw last night from Matthew Wright on the Chiefs, we're talking about a backup kicker who comes in and fills the shoes of Butker, who's usually known to be one of the better court, uh, kickers in the league. He goes one for two, but the one he made for field goal was from 59 yards, breaking the stadium record in Kansas City. Longest field goal made which I think is great. Big ups to him. Now I'm going to talk about my top five kickers that I've ranked. And obviously, number one is Justin Tucker. I feel like that just goes without being said. This guy's a weapon, and he's the only kicker or special teamer that I think in the league would be possibly worth a first-round pick. And that's even a reach, so I'd say maybe a second-rounder. Number two, I have Evan McPherson on the Bengals. He talked about a guy who just specializes in accuracy from range. He almost seems better from 50-plus and plus than he is from 30. 
Uh, after that, I have Graham Gano talking about the machine. I mean, this guy's been kicking for years. It seems automatic. Number four, I have Daniel Carlson. We saw it last night for the Raiders. I mean, he comes in and saves the Raiders almost all the time. Auto he's been Dan. doing it for years. He's yeah. so skinny. He's so much different yeah, he, than Sebastian. You, you could walk or you could walk past him on the street and not understand that he's an NFL player. He was, he's thin. And my number nine, I have Ryan Sukup, who's uh, also who's been in the league for forever. He was actually Mister Irrelevant in two thousand. He's 2000. a gamecock. He's yeah. a Gamecock. He's uh he's Mr. Irrelevant in 2009 in the draft, so he's really one of the only Mr. Irrelevance in recent history that actually worked out because he's still in the league. Yeah, he's, he's been, been saving Brady's butt. He has season. been saving Brady's butt, so that's why I have him at five. So that is my special teams report for the week, and I hope you enjoyed. Thanks, Jared. Fourth down. Fourth down is everybody's favorite segment. Games of the week. Woo, 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 woo. I want to give a special shout out, my boy, Mr. Cousineau, stepping in last week while I was gone. Appreciate Thanks, you Jason. For doing everything you did for me. Appreciate it. Thank you. However, I don't know how long you were stuck at State Farm Stadium. You texted me on Sunday. You'd get me the picture after the Cardinals game, and Monday at eleven thirty, it popped up in my text messages. Very interesting. Were you okay? Did you get stuck in the seat? Did you fall in the toilet? What happened? I don't know. Just a, Did one of the players push you down to the ground game. and make you go to the hospital? I was supposed to give him that paper, but I was just, you know, giving Matt Amendola a hard time in that post game interview. Hey, shout out to Justin Pugh for standing up to him. Though. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Shout out. Love to see it. I'm a little hesitant to do this this week because there were some severe. There were no changes. I repeat, no changes in the top of the standings list. Nice. Holy. That means I did well. Holy, I don't know what you did, man, but you got two again. We got the Falcons and the Bucks. However, I do want to let you know that I literally wrote on here, it says no OT extra point. I said that that game was going to go into overtime. I was and wrong. you also said that the Vikings were going to be a difficult opponent for the Bears. I wrote difficult with a question mark here because I did not <laughs> think the Bears would do bad in that game. <laughs> and then they went up by one and then down by seven. And I was like, All right, I don't know why I ever wanted this slander on you. So, Oli, I apologize. Right. Thank you for apologizing. <sighs> it takes a big man to do that. Uh, last week... So I got two points? Uh, you did. Yep. Nice. Last week, Oli scored two points. He's got the Bucks with the win and the Eagles with... Yeah, the Eagles with a win as well. That game wasn't too hard. No, that wasn't. Jason, I'm going to go with you. The Bengals flopped you Thursday night. It was a tough loss. Really sold me. Luckily, I started Joe Burrow in fantasy over Kyler Murray. Um, I knew, didn't even know it was a COD double XP weekend, but thank goodness it was because Kyler Murray played like garbage. You and he had that crazy outfit on. Landed one point for being a homer. However, this week it happened to pay off for you. Preston. Say it. Tell him. Congratulations him, for making the board. Yeah! And probably the easiest game of the year to pick. Oh, he took the Chargers stop. over the Hater. Browns. He did that. He did he that took, on purpose. He took, he took Justin Herbert to beat hate. Geno Smith, which I don't think anyone would ever question. Uh, and then he went with the Eagles, which, again, was something that I don't think was too hard James to believe James Mackey is my biggest hater. <laughs> Jared Heath, my friend, you had also knocked down two points. You got the Cowboys over the Rams, which I don't know how that happened. I rode the Cooper Rush train, man. I don't know how it happened. I'm very Good upset pick, that it Jared. did, but it Good did. Pick. I don't know. Gut feeling, I guess. Uh, you also picked the Eagles to win. Um, and oh, I in, didn't know that. That's hype. In uh, true fashion of how I've been playing, I'm playing what I call the Kirk Herb Street strategy, and which it's is not, not working at all. No. It's uh, not for Kirk either. Bailey Zappi, luckily... Showed up for me against the Lions, and they played really well. I wanted the Lions to score in that game. I'm not going to lie. I wanted it to be my score. I wanted to get that extra point just because I knew I wouldn't get it. 
uh, for the the Cardinals game. But I mean, after after the Cardinals showed up like that in the first drive of the game, and the way Kyler Murray dressed to show up to the game, I had mm. a I had a feeling I should have changed that and claimed Ouch. that I meant to say that, but I owned up to it. So uh, I lost a point for the Cardinals, got a point for the Patriots, and the standings currently look like this: Ole and Alex tied at the top with seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to mention Alex took the Saints over the Seahawks. He got a point for that, and he also took the Eagles to win. Mm-hmm. Jared is now sitting alone in third with five points after the two-point week. Jason gets on the board with another to put him at four, third overall, lonely. I sit at three, which, by the way, I won last season for the Preston and Jason who are here. I won this game last season. I came up with it. I created it. I won it. And I'm second to last. Shenanigans. Uh, The only reason Preston has points is because he chose easy games. Um, (laughs) It was 32 to 30. Do you blame him? Hey, listen, sometimes you got to get the momentum going. I think the Eagles were a gimme, so I'll give him that too. But he got two points. He still sits in last place. Not good enough. Try harder. Heading into this week, Ole, I'm going to start with you because you're at the top of the standings. You're going to let me know your game of the week, your winner, and what your score was. Okay, I'm going to start us off with our game of the week picks. This week, I'm going to take the Ravens versus the Giants game. I'm not sure why I'm doing this. Usually, I take big rivalries. Uh, If you would have looked at this game at the beginning of the season and said Ravens and Giants, that's not going to be any good. (laughs) Yeah. But now, to be honest, the Ravens' offense is struggling. They have been not scoring as per usual. And the Giants are coming off of a big win over the Packers in jolly old England. I think that this game is going to be pretty tight. It's a five and a half point spread. I'm actually giving it to the Giants. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm giving it to the Giants 31-24. I don't know why. Someone at the table took the Giants. It was yours truly on a Monday night. It Mm. did not pan out for Well, we're going to see what happens. I'm going to say the Giants win by touchdown. Going with the Cowboys versus at the Eagles. That's a great matchup. Are you booing? Yeah, my uh, so my my winner pick is I'm going with the Eagles. Look, Cooper Rush train. I loved it. It's been a great ride. The Eagles are just too good. Even no matter how good this Cowboys defense is, this Eagles team is where they are for a reason, and it's at home. And Eagles at home. Come on, that's too easy. Your score. Uh, 17-10 Eagles. Oh, not again. This week I'm going to take the Jets at the Packers. The Jets are coming off a huge conference win against the Dolphins at home, 40-17. to We all saw it was the Brees Hall show, and I think it's going to be the Brees Hall show going forward. They had five total rushing touchdowns. And the Packers really just found a way to lose to the Giants in <laughs> London. So I think that everybody's favorite quarterback here, Aaron Rodgers, finds a way to lose again to another New York team. I'm going to say... Good, I like that. Good. I, I love it. I'm going to take the Jets 27-20. to 20. Attaboy. Attaboy. By the way, next week he plays bi- the Bills at I wanna, Bills. So Aaron Rodgers could potentially go 0-3 against New York teams. I want to go on the record here, and I want to say this to you, J- Jason. I mean this when I say this to you. Just because you went against the Packers does not make me forget that you think Penn State's going to roll into Ann Arbor and win a yellow out game. Preston, I'm going to go to you next. I am going to go with the Monday night game, Chargers versus the Broncos. Division (laughs) game, but I'm not going to take the Broncos to win. I'm going to say the Chargers are going to win 20-6. to Back on the Eckler train. Watch this be the week. On the Eckler train. This is the week Russ kicks in the gear. They score seven touchdowns all in the air, and Preston gets eliminated from any contention in my mind. He keeps hating on me, but I won last I'm rooting for you. Eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, I'm going Bengals at Saints. I like their quarterback tandem anyway. I like Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston both, no matter who it is. I think Andy Dalton knows how to spread the ball around in a uh, core that has receivers. However, they did, I think, lose Chris Olave last week to what looked to be a pretty bad head injury. He's questionable. 
it could be a dangerous game. However, I have to take my boy Joey B and Zach uh, Evan McPherson, my kicker, and Jamar Chase, my receiver in fantasy. I got to get points. I got to beat Kai. Uh, I'm going to go Bengals 34-20. Andy Dalton's facing his former team. I think that'll be interesting. That's true. I forgot about the Community game of the week. We're looking at the Cardinals flying to the pack northwest to play in lumen field outside of t-mobile park the cardinals have had previous success at seattle i think they're gonna they're gonna have more success i'm taking the cardinals and the score is gonna be 24 to 14 nice jared i agree with that but i'm gonna go with seattle gino it looks unbelievable right now so i'm gonna say the seahawks win 14 to 12 I love wow. that score. Fourteen to twelve seems impossible. Close enough. Yeah, but if it hits, the it Cardinals hits. need a big win because it's their last week without D Hop. Geno Smith looks insane. I think it's going to be really good, really close, low scoring. But I do think the Cardinals will pull out twenty four twenty one. Yes. Wow. Rise I got, up, Rex. I got C. a stomach. I got a stomach cramp because I was laughing too much. You said twenty four twenty one. Yeah. Oli. Both of these teams are two and three. Both of these teams have running back issues. I'm going to say that the Seahawks, since they're at home, are going to be able to pull it out against the Cards. I'm calling for another overtime game. 21-18 to 18 final overtime Seahawks win. As official point scorer and creator of the game, I'd like to note that there are no additional points given for overtime correct projections. There should be. There should be, though. Unless it just be. so happens that you get the score right in overtime. That would be pretty crazy. We can change that next season. Um, I should get at least a half a point. Just saying. I'll give you half a point. Half a point if you get an overtime projection right. If it nice. goes to overtime and you win it, it's half a point. If it goes to overtime, you don't win it, no extra half Is a that point. Starting, Is that fair? starting now? Starting this week, we'll start that, I guess. So okay. if Oli wins the, by half a point at the end the of the year. The overtime year. clause. We'll call it the Oli rule. Man, I kind of want to just write Alex in as a Seahawks vote. I think I'm going to just because yeah, I can. just let him. Um, yeah, he would have taken the Seahawks anyway. The Kirk Herbstreit method's not working out for me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Cardinals again as well. Uh, I'm going to go 27-21, though, Cardinals. We would like to thank everyone that's listening right now for listening. We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. Do it. You can follow us Do at NE Valley News Org. If you're into Instagram, you can follow us at Northeast Valley News Org, all spelled out. Check out our website at nevalleynews.org. That is online. You will find this podcast plus more there as well. Also, continue to watch those sports, and for goodness sakes, be careful out there, and don't text and drive under any circumstances. Go nuts. Look for us on Spotify sometime soon. Be ready we for it. Go Bye now. Nuts.